Hi, I'm Ivana. And I'm Jay. And you're listening to Friends with Elephants. A show for the cool nerd in you. It's episode 19. One more away from 20. And I will feel some sense of accomplishment when we get to 20. Really? 20? I don't know why. I just will. I mean, 25 will be better. No, 25 will be cool. 25 is cool because that's... But 20, that is like 20. I really don't see the big deal about 20. Maybe you just didn't have as much fun as I did in my 20s. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So what's new? You know what? Not really much of anything. I watched... A, a bit of television and because I was sick I, I haven't been doing or yeah how are you feeling amazingly better I mean I think night times and mornings are not great but other than that perfect and how do you feel about being trapped in a another fort with me without a divider I'm just happy that I'm not capable of infecting you I think it's better that I can see you when we do this I agree I think it makes a really big difference. Couldn't read your cues. I didn't know if you were going to keep going. I didn't. It, it was very difficult. You had to go just based on sound. Yeah. And that is a very tricky thing to do. Not to mention when we're in our heated nerd battle fights, I kind of want to like try Face and make off. you laugh a little bit like so you don't get all crazy. anger. Yes, exactly. <laughs> And then every once in a while, throw in a goofy face. So you're like, ah. What do you think about the new Spider-Man? Well, I, I'm i for it. There's nothing there that we haven't seen before, but it's a and young it's actor. And it's been rebe- rebooted a bunch of times. The director has not really done a movie like this ever. I know. I know. But Mark Webb, I mean, the only thing he had done really before this was 500 Days of Summer, which was amazing, but it was Totally not a superhero movie no, or an then, action movie at all. And then he did something called Clown that I haven't seen that looks really cool. It's about a dad who buys um, a clown suit for his son's birthday, but then that clown suit is cursed, so now he becomes oh, a crazy killer. That's that's awful. But that's also not a superhero movie. But I feel like, wow, like what he's doing all these different genres. I think it's kind of exciting, and I think that... It's clear that Marvel is taking a chance on both the actor and the director, and I bet you that gamble is going to pay off. Yeah, well, it's funny that you say that because Ant-Man is now being hailed as maybe the surprise of the entire summer. I'm still surprised at Jurassic World's numbers, but with that said, critics have seen about 20 minutes of Ant-Man, and every one of them that I have read has said, wow, this is amazing. I can't wait to see it. We're seeing it, and that it, whenever it comes out, the following weekend will be the week that we talk about. You know All right, I mean? yeah, I'm in. Of course, I'm going to see it like right away. I right can't. Away. I can't deal with spoilers on those kind of movies. Let's go on opening night. You got it. Yeah. It's time for a nerd battle, and sadly, today we got word that James Horner, the composer died tragically in a plane crash. James Horner gave us some of the greatest scores of all time. We're talking Titanic, Braveheart, Casper, The Mask of Zorro, Jumanji, 
the Rocketeer, Cocoon. There are too many to count. Too many scores to count. Aliens. So we thought, in honor of James Horner's life and legacy, we would pick not necessarily the best music that he's ever done, but what music appeared in the best movie he's ever done, which, in my opinion, is 100% Braveheart. Ugh, no way. I choose Cocoon. 1985 Gutenberg classic. Wow. Out of all of the films we just mentioned, Cocoon? I love Cocoon. Cocoon's amazing. All right. Well, start us off. I'm a little speechless. Okay. The reason why I picked Cocoon is that it is a comedy with heart. And those are my favorite types of comedies. All right. I'm going to stop you right there. And my speechlessness is gone because I... I'm compelled to deliver the speech. And if I go Scottish, so be it. (laughs) I see a whole army of my countrymen here in defiance of tyranny. You have come to fight as free men and free men you are. What will you do without freedom? Will you fight? Fight and you may die. Run and you'll live. At least a while. And dying in your bed many years from now, would you be willing to trade all the days from this day to that for one chance, just one chance, to come back here and tell our enemies that they may take our lives, but they will never take our freedom? This kind of reminds me of You flat out just got teary-eyed because... That speech is so rousing. That speech, you did. I see the glisten. He was talking about give up your life. For freedom. And we watch as his countrymen raise up their swords and shout and they run onto that field. I'm just not that big (sighs) of a fan of Braveheart. I've had to endure this movie so many times. Endure this movie. It's not an endurance race. It is. It's an awful movie. Give me the Patriot any day. You, listen, I, I can't even believe you just said, give me the Patriot. Look, I would there is the a beautiful, beautiful love story at the beginning of Braveheart. Ugh. And then we get a poignant second love story, which completely fits and has a beautiful place in the it's film. It's just so boring. Cocoon is in- exciting. Plus, it won two Oscars. One for best visual effects, and it did have amazing visual effects for 1985, and best actor in a supporting role. And guess who that was? An older man. Okay, but Braveheart was nominated for 10 Academy Awards, won five Academy Awards, including best picture, best cinematography, best sound editing, best director. And comedies winning Oscars is a bigger deal because they almost never get Oscars. I'll give you that, but Braveheart is not just a great war film it's also a beautiful experience going back to another era is it also did that speech really i mean compare it to some amazing quotes from cocoon including if this is foreplay i'm a dead man come on that's brilliant i just or or as he's stepping into a freezing cold pool whoa That'll make your old ball sack shrivel up. 
It has Braveheart has something for everyone. There well are, we re, we Surely. rejoice in William Wallace's successes, and then we have to endure his failures. It is more realistic than Cocoon. Nobody said that Cocoon was not like was realistic. I wasn't fighting on which is the most realistic movie. I'm saying what's the best movie, and it is plum entertaining, perfectly entertaining. I just don't really have any. Like, I don't care about William Wallace. I think it's boring. I It's the movie that sucks. It's amazing. I don't understand what movie you're watching. I'm not saying Cocoon sucks. I'm saying Braveheart absolutely is a better film than freaking Cocoon. Considering I absolutely hate the movie, there's But there's no, no reason for you to hate Braveheart. What exactly do you hate about the film? It's so boring. What is boring? There are, like, four war scenes. There's... Amazing action. Boring. Action is boring. If you don't have a story what? to compel me through, I'm not that into action. But there is a beautiful story of him meeting his like wife. That they story. get married in secrecy. I dislike it. They get married in secrecy so that she doesn't get boned you by an what? Englishman. The other thing, too, maybe, is that I just hate Mel Gibson. And I think he looks like such a man in this manly way. And it grosses me out because he's such a man. Like, I like. Boy Childs, not Boy Childs. Okay, so that explains the Gutenberg. I like boyish, charming men. I no, I think we're going with Boy Child. No, we're not going with that. I'm not a pedophile. So I like grown-up people who are my age-ish and who just have that youthful charm to them versus old man-looking. Mel Gibson, who when he was 12 probably looked like he was 80. <laughs> oh, you know Mel Gibson had his cute time in Air America and G- G- Gallipoli. I don't know what any of those things are. Oh my gosh, how do you not know Air America? Anyways, I think I win this fight Ew, clearly. He looks like he's like a bazillion years old. I clearly win this fight. So what's your favorite film that James Horner has actually composed music for? There's so many amazing ones, and I'll tell you, it doesn't really matter what your favorite James Horner film is. It's just really hard to wake up in a world without him in it. Your guide to knowing whether or not it's a date. Whoa, wait, what? Yeah. How How do you... Well, okay, so... In... If you ask a girl on a date, isn't it a date? That's the thing, though. In this day and age, you don't always ask people on dates. A lot of people are really afraid to be that forward to say, will you go on a date with me? Really? Right. I mean, you, you're shocked by this? No, I'm shocked by this because I always have been very straightforward. and Really? And just been like, I would like to take you out. Oh, see, no, I have definitely had my fair share of friendships that have turned into something more. I always try to start my something mores. As soon as possible. (laughs) (laughs) So this is for those people who are maybe they said they met someone really awesome. They said, hey, do you want to hang out? And they didn't necessarily say, the what does the hangout mean? I understand. Okay. All right. So so they have a bunch of different pieces of advice. But I, I you, I'm going to save you reading this article because the dude is like trying to be clever and snarky. It all boils down to if a female lets a dude pay, then you're on a date. If she objects with the end result of either trying to split the bill or agreeing that it'll be on her next time, then it's not a date. End of story. 
Hmm. I don't know if I agree if it's that cut and dry. If she says there's a next time, that's a pretty good indicator that she wants to go out with you again. Yeah, but it doesn't necessarily mean it could be like out of guilt of just like if you guys are fighting over who pays for this. I've done that. I've I've absolutely been on hangouts with dudes. Now, often we've like moved locations in the same day or I try to arrange it that way. So like if he is like, I'm going to pay for this and I'm like, oh, no, he's about to pay. He's going to think this is a date. Literally, I actually think these things. You do not. I do. And then I'm like, no, 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 I'm going to pay. And then if it's too much of a struggle, then I'm like, fine. At our next location, it's on me. And then I pay. And I pay quickly because I don't want there to be any, like, if you let a guy pay, then that is a clear indication that this could be a date. So. I mean, I do agree with GQ on that. I just think that there are more things to consider. Are there other scenarios besides just the paying? Well, I think if it's a daytime date, it might be a date or it might be a hangout. But nighttime, it's probably a date. Sure. Another thing to think about is touching. Okay, yeah. If she's touching me a lot, I'm assuming I'm on a date with the person. Absolutely. That's the thing is like, and if you want it to be a date, find ways to touch the other person. And if she coils away or tries and puts a barrier between you two, she's not interested. Absolutely. It's all about what you talk about too, right? Yeah. I mean, if you guys are being flirty or there's chemistry there or you're feeling it, then you're likely in a scenario where you're on a date. Right. And like if the person is constantly bringing up, oh, this guy I was on a date with or something like that, that's like code for I don't want to date you. And lots of drinks. If you're drinking a lot with the other person, you're definitely on a date. I would say so. Because if you're not going to want your inhibitions to be down if you're in goalie mode of not letting that goal of a date go through your net. Right. But I still can't believe that if you're a guy out there and you've asked somebody to hang out with you and she said yes, you should have probably just asked her out on a date because now you're in a weird, awkward situation. Why it's would you make yourself... It's the worst situation. It is the worst situation to be in. Why would you put yourself in that kind of situation instead of just being firm and confident right off the get-go? And maybe this is just me, but, you know, like... I, I didn't ask girls to hang out because I wanted more. I will also say this. Having been on the receiving end of this scenario and not wanting it to turn into a date... It's really stressful. So, like, when a dude, I can tell that he likes me, but he's being coy and not asking me on a date and is making up these scenarios of just friendly hangouts. Right. That it would be rude for me to say no to because I do want to be his friend. I then have to say yes, and then the entire night is this uncomfortable mess of me being like, don't touch him, see if you can talk about other guys, don't let him pay. Like, it's this constant, you know what? Stop with the games, man up, asks the person out. Remember, confidence is probably the most sexy thing that you can show a woman. That's a fact. So by coming at them with willy-nilly, this is a hangout, we're just friends, when you want more, not all that sexy. Yeah, I will say that, especially in those situations, I'm like, ugh, this guy... I can tell you want more, but you're not saying it, and now we have to play this game. And it makes you less attractive. 
Mary Do Ditch. Hollywood Nerd Edition. That's right. Finally, my people. (laughs) (laughs) So I've got three nerds for you, and we're going to start with the biggest nerd in Hollywood that I believe is the biggest nerd in all of Hollywood, and that is Quentin Tarantino. Mm. Okay? Number two, guy I've got a lot of respect for in the last coming years, Will Wheaton. Mm -hmm. And finally, the social network's Jesse Eisenberg. Go. I'm marrying Jesse Eisenberg. He is adorbs and so sexy. Oh, my God. Oh, gosh, the other two. I'm really torn. I think I'm going to do Will Wheaton and I'm going to ditch Quentin Tarantino. Wow. Okay. At least we agree on something. Tarantino, totally out. He is so weird. He is so weird. So weird. Uh, I am going to marry Will Wheaton because I am just thinking we're going to have the best geek life of all time. You know he likes tabletop games. We're going to play games night every <laughs> day, single night. It's going to be amazing. And I'll uh, and I'll do Jesse Eisenberg in all of his awkwardness. All right. Your turn. I have picked Felicia Day, Danica McKellar, who played Winnie in The Wonder Years. She is so smart. <laughs> exactly. And Mayim Bialik who is in Big Bang Theory and was... Um, Blossom. Blossom. Huh. Marrying Felicia Day. Feel like we're on the same kind of geek level. Danica McKellar is smoking hot even now, so I'm doing her. And I'm going to kick Mayim to the curb. Sorry. I know she's a rocket science, but I'm a scientist, but I'm... She's gone. I am marrying Mayim Bialik. I find her so fascinating and really just adorable. She's so cute. Um, I'm going to ditch Danica McKellar. She's smoking hot, but she seems too serious. And I'm definitely doing Felicia Day because who wouldn't want to do her? I know. She is lovely. Lovely. Movie time. (laughs) Is that our new theme? (laughs) I don't think we can have a theme for everything. (laughs) (laughs) So last week we asked you to watch The Loft with us. It's this really small film that came out and we saw the trailer and just fell in love with the the idea of it. So uh, we asked you to jump on board and watch The Loft. Now remember there will be spoilers in this section if you want to watch this film. But maybe after hearing what we have to say about the film, you may not want to watch it. And for those who did watch it, I think we're sorry. I think we're sorry. I'm not, well, I enjoyed that I have this under my belt now. I didn't like the movie, but I feel like I gained something. I didn't hate my life watching the film. Yeah. And when the film was over, I said, okay. And I haven't thought about the film since. So what the story is really all about is about five guys who are rent, not renting, own a loft together. But it's a secret loft. It's a secret loft for the sole purpose of cheating on their wives. The movie opens, though, with a woman dead in the loft. All five guys gather around and start kind of blaming each other for what happened. And somebody murdered somebody. And it becomes a real murder mystery. But these guys are, like, beyond creeps. Yeah, they're such douchebags. Actually, when I first started watching this, I was like... People aren't like this. There's no well, real men like that's this. That's the thing. I don't ha- hang out with people like this. Now, they probably do exist. I am not running in the richest of circles. But in what universe would five guys rent or own a loft together purely to just 
have sex with women who are not their significant other. Also, this movie features wives who are all brunettes and mistresses who are... All blondes. It's like, literally, I'm like, really? The world is not that cut and dry anymore. And that's so Hollywood. But not even new Hollywood. It's old. Yes. (laughs) Old Hollywood. But you know what? I met a couple weeks ago at an axe throwing event. Yes, that is pretty awesome. And I went to one. But two douchebags who literally... Like this. Yeah, they're going to grow up to be these men. Oh my gosh. What was that like? Okay. One of them... Did they hit on you? Yes. One of them at one point pulls out a picture of a car on his cell phone. And I don't even know... Whoa, what kind of car? As if I know. Ivana. It's some sort of like Mercedes or something. I don't know. Is it the kind of car that if they showed you, you would go to bed with them? I'm sure that that's what he (laughs) thought would happen. But instead, I looked at this picture and then I looked at him with this puzzled look on my eyes. And he was like, clearly we're not compatible. And I was like... Well, if, if you don't understand why you're showing him a car you're not compatible now? It's, first of all, it was a picture of a car. It's, how do I know he didn't just download a picture from the internet, put it on his phone, and he's showing it, like, what do I, nice Great point. Totally great point. I mean, maybe if I'm ever single again, I'm just going to download pictures of cars (laughs) and walk up to girls. girls. Hey, 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 hey. Look at that. But then look, his friend, look at it, look at it. His friend, he was like the classic money douchebag. He talked a lot about money and was like, touching me constantly but in ways that I couldn't get upset about like he would just touch my arm or my upper back like things that are are not a problem but I was very aware of it and it really bothered me and while watching the loft did you see any traits of the touching or I will I feel flaunting like money guy, or something like this that this guy would turn into the guy that they tried to frame the murder on Okay, so yeah, that is a huge part of the loft. It turns out that one of the guys has been dicking around all of the other men in the loft, screwing their wives, their sisters, their 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 mistresses. Yeah, just awful human being. Oh, and and he paid some prostitute. To have sex with one of his friends who refused to cheat just to turn him into a cheater. It was ridiculous. So the one guy who didn't cheat just filmed it all. (laughs) Yeah. Which was also beyond gross. And really creepy. Totally. He was super creepy. He was played by Wentworth Miller. And I have to say he's a fantastic actor and did the creepy thing really well. But yeah, it was um, really interesting and, and weird and... So it's pretty clear that you and I would never participate in being in a loft with your friends or my friends and having it be secret from our significant others. Okay, wait, wait, wait. But my question to you, sorry to cut you off, (laughs) is if you were forced to participate like one of the people in this movie was, Mm -hmm. what would you do in the loft? Because I'm assuming you're not cheating. No, I wouldn't cheat. I'd probably watch a lot of movies. Me too. Um, but I would also probably do like girly things that you don't ever want your partner to walk in on you doing. Like I would blast super girly music and wear pajamas and have oh, dance parties by myself. That's a good one about blasting music because I, I'm i like going deaf. And <laughs> I apparently I'm always listening to things at really loud levels. 
It is so funny sometimes. So we have we have a two bedroom apartment. Uh, Becky will be in the den, and I'll get a quick text, and I'll look down and I'm like, babe, the TV's really loud. I know I have the door <laughs> shut, but can you turn it down? I can't hear anything. You know what so you need? I would set up you a need sound one of system. Those, like, headphones on your television so that you can blast things oh that would be beautiful and you know what when i get a new tv that'll be something that i consider because if i was forced into the loft i would just go to watch movies at a high volume <laughs> i would also want to invite my like girlfriends i would want to yeah have, we'd like, have a big party there girls nights i mean Becky and Blake wouldn't be allowed to go because this is secret. But right. we'll have a big party. We'll have a party. <laughs> <laughs> and for some reason, we won't invite the people that we would probably invite to these parties. Exactly. <laughs> because we're not allowed. Anyways, the loft was pretty ridiculous. It's uh, worth watching it's, if you're kind of curious, but don't expect anything great. Yeah, not a lot great, but passing the time. If it does pop up on Netflix, not a bad thing to check out on Netflix. Uh, I wouldn't rent it like we did. No. I Yeah, exactly. I mean... It was, um, how would I describe it? Forgettable. Totally forgettable. But Sleazy. Not, but it wasn't, I didn't hate, I didn't feel like I lost two hours of my life. No, I didn't feel that way either. So what whatever we, that is, that's that movie. What are we doing next week? <gasps> so excited. Because we just watched a movie. And I, the way this is going, we watch a movie, we watch a TV show. So are we watching another pilot? Yeah, we are. All right, what are we watching? Okay. I'm so excited because I have gotten Jay to agree to actually watch an episode of The Real Life Bachelorette next week. Listen, it's going to be a couple's night. We're going to probably make fun of it. It'll be it'll be fun. Oh, we're definitely making fun of it. There's no other way to watch that show. Okay. But uh, in to prepare you for it, I decided... What did you just say? To prepare you for it. I heard into to prepare you for it. <laughs> maybe it came out <laughs> wrong. Um, in order to prepare you for it. Maybe that's what I was trying to say. Probably. Um, I have chosen a new show that is like a couple episodes in. It's called Unreal. And it is about the crew who work on reality television shows similar to The Bachelor or Bachelorette. Oh, so it's sort of like... Um the newsroom behind the scenes of getting the news together. But in this case, it's the producers putting the show together. Exactly. Well, that's a, okay. All right. It's an hour long drama um, by Lifetime Channel. So your core audience is female. I've now seen all four episodes that are out. I just flew through them. Uh, and it's fantastic. I mean, it's not the newsroom. It's not that brilliant. But it sure is entertaining. <laughs> And I think it makes me like watching The Bachelor and Bachelorette more because now I feel like I'm seeing how it all comes together. Well, all right. Well, this is a lot of reality TV that we've been watching. We did Burning Love. I've agreed to watch an episode of The Bachelorette and now Unreal. So uh, please make sure next Monday, take some time and watch Unreal with us. Bow, ba bow, Reddit. Bow, ba bow, advice corner. <laughs> That's so much better than what I do. Well, remember last week you told me I had to come up with something. I so. know. This is brilliant. <laughs> I'm never going to remember it. You're definitely doing Reddit <laughs> Advice Corner from now on. Oh, man. Okay. Well, I did the theme. So who are we helping? Okay. We are helping thechamp.com. Great name, by the way. Should I move out despite this being the perfect place in every way? 
but with a dreadful roommate. Basically, this place is great for public transportation, has a close gym, is in the heart of everything, close to work, underground parking, in a seasonally cold climate, all for a great price. There is a catch. I do not enjoy being at home often as I do not like my roommate. Is it good to move to give up all of that stuff to get rid of this roommate? I often leave frequently and I feel like many other aspects of my life are compromised. I need to decide and I have no clue what to do. Yeah, you gotta move out. See, I, I don't know. That would be a hard decision. Not for me. It was the worst experience of my life living with these two people who were feuding the whole time. And I didn't feel comfortable in my own home. So I left. I waited till the end of the lease and I found a place by myself and it was smaller and it wasn't as great, but it was in the same area. And I lived alone for four and a half years of amazing times. I I would 100% do it again. The apartment I left was perfect. It was a downstairs, ensuite laundry. It had... A beautiful backyard, an incredible kitchen, an upstairs with a living room. It had a place to store our bikes. It was literally a minute and a half away from a subway. And if I wanted to walk to work, it was only 40 minutes walking and 12 minutes on my bike. It was the best, but it wasn't the best because of my roommates. So all of the stuff that was awesome not as awesome because of my roommates. But I find location to be a really big thing. So like if you can get another smaller place in the same neighborhood, that is worthwhile for me. Um, also parking is a big thing, but not nearly as big of a thing in terms of location. And it sounds like you're in a great location. So if you can move to a smaller place in that neighborhood by yourself, I would say I agree with Jay, do it. Yeah, everything you've listed is about location. You haven't really listed why the place is that awesome. But that makes me think that if he had to move out, he may not be able to be at that location. And also, why is there a problem with the roommate? Can't you guys just sort of have a chat, work it out? Is there any other aspect of this? Like if you pimp out your room and just spend most of your time in there or something like that. But I would say... If the choice is between moving out of this neighborhood or staying with the roommate, I would go neighborhood. And I would just try to think about ways that I can fix that situation. Oh, also, is it at all possible for your roommate to move out and you to stay there? Because if that's the case and you can find somebody awesome to replace your roommate, you may never leave. Remember when you lived with Mark? I will never forget my time living with Mark. It was the best time of my life. So what? Until I moved in with Becky. I know there are people who listen to this. But I <laughs> loved living with Mark. It's and a whole I different thing. You can't, living with Becky. You can't, complain, I love. you can't compare living with your significant other to being roomies with a buddy. There are different things. Totally different. And she'd probably said the same thing about her best friend. I'm sure that she would. Absolutely. So definitely... Figure out if you can find another place. I say yes, unless you can work it out with your roommate or he can move out himself. And I say yes, unless you have to leave the neighborhood. That's it for today's episode. Thank you so much again for listening and tuning in every week. It means so much to Ivana and I. If you'd like to reach out and tell us 
absolutely anything that's on your mind, answer any of the questions that we put out this episode. Check us out on Facebook at forward slash friends elephants. Or you can go to friendselephants.com. Or email us at friendswithelephants at mail.com. Catch us on Twitter. I'm at Jester J. I'm at It's Ivana. Basically, find us anywhere online. And please make sure that you're rating us on iTunes. Leave comments for us on SoundCloud. We love it when you do that. Or even on our website, you can leave comments. We just love to hear from you. And you make our show better. So please keep that up. Okay. It's time to get out of this fort. All right. I'm excited because you are, you, you know, you, you're, I'm excited to be here with you. But <laughs> I'm kind of tired. I need to get away from you. I need to get away from you for a second. <laughs> I'm pretty tired. So, freedom! Freedom!